Welcome to episode 277 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Rad are giving away a pair of Rad ones each week of the Open. So you've got one week left. You make a post or a reel about your Open workout on Instagram and you tag them in it. And you're entered into a draw. They've also launched their Pro Packs, uh, which have a unique shoe. Oh my God, is it just stunning black and purple. It's just so nice. Uh, for affiliate owners and coaches, uh, for more on that, you can go to rad global dot com join.whoop.com forward slash cpw will get you a free 4.0 and a discounted membership and they've reduced their pricing so it's now even cheaper to track your recovery your sleep your strain and they're adding in stress levels and muscle strain into the mix in the near future as well so go to join.whoop.com forward slash cpw if you think about joining whoop and you also want to support the show go on have free mobility um, for the rest of the Open, so for another few days anyway, but they've also got a free 30-day trial, and each week after the announcement, um, they've been doing a free protocol for anyone who wants it, so when this week's workout comes out, the next morning, on Friday morning, there'll be a free protocol. If you've downloaded the app and you've done your um, sign up for your free trial and you've done your test on yourself, the protocol will be specific to the workout that's announced and also specific to your mobility needs, which is pretty good. Uh, Fitter are continuing to promote their white label launch. You can add your logo to the app, so when your community members unlock their phone, they'll see your logo front and center. Uh, That's along with choosing your own colors once the app is opened and creating your own storefront, not to mention all the tricks and trinkets that are inside the app itself, like you know, benchmark percentages and stuff to make coaching and being coached that bit easier, no maths. Uh, Get.fitter.training for more info on all of that. The news with LSKD. LSKD Trust Us boxes are pretty much all sold out as far as I know. There's a few left. If you go to lskd.co, you can order yours and save up to 40% on gear. You pick the box that you want, the size of box that you want, and the content amount that you want. You trust them, they pack it, they send it to you, and you wear it. Uh, week two of the Open is over, and we're heading into our final week. Uh, now that the chalk has resettled on the floor after all those shuttle runs, we can have a look at the leaderboard. Mal O'Brien, Paige Powers, and Emma Lawson lead the ladies, where uh, there's been a huge North American swing this week with 15 of the top 20 from the States or Canada. Uh, Jeff Adler leaves Tola Marquinho and Colton Mertens on the men's side, another North American dense leaderboard, with only six of the top 20 hailing from outside of North America. Dylan Weller, Adam Fowler and Sabo David lead the scale male division with Jamie Griffiths, Zore Rasuli and Sarah Klitschke leading the women. Jedediah Snelson leads Simon Fair and Ro Timothy in the seated without hip males, with the females headed up by Andrea Wilson, with Rebecca Nagel and Georgia Carmichael behind her. Three first place finishes have Tom Miazga leading Michael Egan and Fabrizio Taviera in the seated with hip men's, and Emilio Ortuno is almost as dominant on the female side with two wins and a second, leaving her ahead of Shanna. Koisar and Ellen Field. One more week to go. Uh, today's episode is with Sean Ellison. Sean is a videographer and a photographer who works with LSKD, Nako. Um, he's done the Reykjavik documentary last year and works with Rad as well on the Rad Taste. We chat about following Laura Horvath, competitions, turf games and all the other events he works on as well as his own story and a little bit on imposter syndrome. Enjoy, listen, share and tag. Uh, sorry, we were talking about phones. Yeah, Can I went to get, get a new one. We went to the rugby the other day, and I just walked into the that Apple store. Just came by it, and I was like, I have to, I have to get a new one because mine is uh, basically I spend, I don't know, 
half my working day on my phone and my battery currently dies after about well it did die after about 20 minutes of using it and it was very frustrating so um really that quick very bad yeah very 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 bad yeah mine is quite bad i have an 11 and it's quite bad where by like most most of the time mine wouldn't be as as uh intense as your use but most of the time mine would be like dms or um you know like maybe making a post or designing a little graphic or something to put up on instagram or whatever um my mind dies about 3 p.m but for a good chunk of that i'm um i'm at work as well so i'm not even on it yeah i was wondering that so what what are you doing when you're supposed to be teaching the kids Kids, turn to page six. I've got some DMs. I'm scrolling. <laughs> I've got some TikToks to catch up on. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, at the minute, I'm actually teaching like junior infants. I don't know what age or what the name of that is in the UK, but like four or five year olds. Okay. Um, so it's basically a half day. Like it's such a short day compared to what I'm used to. So I finish at 20 past one every day for these four weeks. Usually, um, there's Travis. Uh, usually it's like an hour or an hour and a half later. It's actually pretty nice. Um, so yeah, that gives me more time. Um, what game were you at at the weekend? Did you say Wales England? How did that end up? We Wales lost. Um, it was quite close. It was, well, you were winning at one point, were you not? I thought we were, were winning. winning. Yeah, we were winning a bit. I uh, was in the bathroom when Wales scored, so I missed the only good bit of the game. Great. And and I came back, and then England scored, and we left at seventy-five minutes to avoid the rush. So oh, yeah. that's fair. All in all, terrible. So um, Ireland and France are the only teams that haven't lost. No, yeah, Ireland and France are the only teams that haven't lost yet. Then are they? No, Ireland beat France, didn't they? I am not a ginormous rugby fan. I was given the tickets and thought it'd be cool to go and uh, just watch some live sport. So I don't actually have a clue what's going on. Nor do I understand half the rules. Uh, oh, the rules are pretty straightforward. Um, don't pass it forward. Don't pass it forward. So go backwards, but go forwards. Uh, tackle each other, but let go. <laughs> it's all it's all oxymorons. It's like do this, but not this. It's like go forwards, but backwards. Tackle, but then immediately let go and don't hold on to the person when they're on the ground. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good though. I'd say there was good atmosphere. Was that that it was in Twickenham, was it? No, it was in uh in in Cardiff, Principality. Cardiff, okay. Um, yeah. what's the name of the town that you're from? I'm from a small little village called Solva in Pembrokeshire. The closest town is Haverford West. Um, and also you'd probably be familiar with Fishguard because that's where the ferry goes ferry. from to Rufflet. Okay. And because um, you have a very uh, non-Welsh accent. Hmm. Is that common in your area or are you just... Yeah, so there's like, there's, like a, there's a small area. So I live right in the peninsula. Um, and there's a small area of maybe like 10, 15 miles where nobody has a Welsh accent. And then you go just outside of that further back towards England. And then the, the accent goes really thick and really Welsh. And then there's Welsh speaking schools. I don't exactly know why, but I do know this area is kind of known as Little England. So lots of people move here to retire and have kids who have maybe had city jobs in England previously. Um, and that's kind of why I sound like this. So Probably... Probably the port aspect as well. Like probably, Maybe. Like rich people probably moved from England to that corner of Wales to be like, we're beside the port and we're <laughs> importing our port. Um, 
So are your parents are your parents Welsh or English then? Uh, Welsh. Okay, so they're not yeah, rich Welsh. city people who moved. No, not rich city people, sadly. Um, I was I talking like to that. I was talking to Michael Dalton about you earlier on. Were you now? He's yeah. a he's an absolute legend, that guy. Yeah, he's cool. I think you must have been talking to him today as well, were you? Because I saw you post reels. I yeah, I was laughing at his his reel about um what he told his kids about being creative. Yeah, there's no rules. Um, so it's funny. He actually, I put, I put up that you were coming on, and he replied and said, "Oh, I'm looking forward to this one." And then he said, "I don't know him." And then I, I replied and I said, "He's tall. He does video and photography." Um, I said something else. What did I say? I said he's he's cool. He's tall. He does photo uh, photography and videography. And then he said he skates, and I was like, he's basically a British you, <laughs> like you're like his UK cousin of like. The I will same. take I'll take that. He's a he's a cool dude. I he's was really sad cool. to hear that he had to take his mini ramp down actually, because he was he was telling me about that. I saw him in um in Madrid briefly, and he was telling oh, me yeah. that he had to take his mini ramp down because he needed to get new house insurance, and the house insurance company wouldn't cover him if he had a mini ramp, and I couldn't get my head around it. Oh, I couldn't either. I was like, is that not health insurance? And he was like, yeah. no, no, like if it blows into the house, like it's house insurance. I was like, oh, okay. And I said, you should like make like a swimming pool, but put ramps in it. Instead yeah. Of just, get, um, just get a big canopy. Just get something to cover over the top of it. Because that's what he said. He said that they, you can't put it back up because they check on them with drones. They fly drones over their houses to make sure they haven't got the things they're supposed to have. It's crazy. He surely has a drone like himself. He could have like a drone fight. Yeah, like shoot it down. <laughs> um, well, that's very kind. Look at that, Mickey Aldridge. In the middle of a workout, just dropping in to say Sean is a huge inspiration to all of us in the creative space and the gent who will watch this. Podcast. Oh, God. That's so nice. Isn't it? He's a very talented guy, actually. He's doing a lot of Emma McQuaid stuff. He's um very under the radar. I've seen a lot of his stuff recently. He's just getting better and better and better. Um, and he's also very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Courteous or accommodating. I was that filthy with him. And I said, um, like, two or three times, I was like, hey, I need you to get a picture of this. And he'd just be like, okay. And he'd, like, come with me or come back five minutes later and be like, here's the picture you wanted. Like, he's very, uh, very accommodating, very good guy. Um, what, when I think of uh, Michael Dalton, I think of someone, all the, all the things I listed there, like tall, cool, funny, uh, skateboarding. And then... I don't know why I was drawn to him. I think the first thing I saw of him was he did an ad for Reebok Nanos at Christmas or something. And it was like Froning's dad was reading the night before Christmas, but it was like about Nanos. Oh, um, I haven't seen that. I'll send it to you later on. But I messaged him and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And we just kind of got chatting. Um, But I then I started like more... Today, I was kind of thinking about, like, oh, what did I talk to Sean about now? And then I had that conversation with uh, Mike, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just, am I drawn to tall, <laughs> tall, handsome. tall, handsome, funny people who are creative? <laughs> but um, I actually wanted to talk to you about your, um, I'll see if I can get it up, um, not in direction, like the clip that I'm talking about, um, of your knock um announcement for your knock oh. I wanted to talk to you about that, and I'll see. Um, so you, because you've been doing a lot of stuff for Knocko, like yeah, I've been I've been working with Knocko maybe for we did some stuff during some of the lockdown, so I guess that's a three years ago now. Yeah, is that about right? Three years. Um, we did some stuff 
um, with some of the athletes who were going to the Olympics, some of the, the runners who were, was it Tokyo, Tokyo 2020? Yes. Tokyo 2020. So yeah, we were doing some stuff for them and that's kind of the first. Look at, Look at what I am at. Uh, yeah, so producing that, my own show. that is, that is pro. So I, uh, my friend Nate helped me put this together. He's very talented. Nathan photo. Hmm. Um, so, so did, he re- did he record it or did you record it yourself and then do it with him? Um, I don't understand the question. <laughs> so like, did he, did he record all the shots and then go away and edit it and come back to you? Or did you record everything, give it to him and say, can you edit this together? Oh, no, 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 no. So, so he helped me record it because it okay. would have been, it would have been nightmare to, to do my own. I kind of had a vision for what I wanted. So I wrote the voiceover. I had a rough shot list. Um, and then together we, we put it together. He did the final edit, which was, which is really nice. He's done a really good job on it. Um, but I had an idea of what I wanted to get from it. But I, th- I think that when you, when you actually can see the shots yourself, you have a better idea of how to yeah. put it together. If that makes sense. And it starts to come together in your head. So I didn't want to take that away from him. Um, I haven't all worked in It's something I've had to work out very hard. Creativity doesn't come from thin air. It comes from chasing rich, inspiring, and wholesome experiences that eventually lead to ideas and a motivation to create. I've been obsessed with the pursuit of mastering my craft and making those 1% gains that help to give me an edge in everything that I do. I couldn't imagine a life without this creative outlet that I'm now lucky enough to call a job. My name is Sean Ellison, and I am Team Knocker. I couldn't. I couldn't have done that. Uh, I couldn't have showed that if I was still sponsored by Rain. I wouldn't have been able to show that video. Oh, what happened with Rain? Oh, I don't know. They just they just ghosted me. What? <laughs> no, like we had a. There was like a rolling. Uh, like every every January we have a chat, and I've actually sort of like uh, Whoop have come back on, Fitter have come back on, Go What have come back on, and Rad and LSKD is like it's it's a further away date, so we yeah. haven't had a. Uh, they'll probably ditch me next um but rain were like um the guy that i was dealing with at rain left ireland like he's gone to australia traveling or something or i don't know there and right. um uh, that he was in like in december he was like oh i know we're supposed to have a chat but i'm actually leaving and i was like oh okay no problem um <laughs> sent a message to the guy or i emailed his boss and i got an out of office reply and i mean i assume he's back at the office by now because that was two and a half months ago um but yeah i'm obviously just kind of low on the rate. sure they're signing people like also now so you know i'd say i'm probably I'm, I'm a thursday reply email guy that's what i've 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 uh dubbed myself that my wife was like oh have you heard back from such and such a person i was like no no i'm a thursday reply like i don't get a reply if i email someone i don't get a reply on a monday or a tuesday or wednesday because they have like important shit to look after it's like on thursday or friday they're like oh we must actually reply to that guy that emailed us six weeks ago <laughs> so oh dude i'm that. the same i'm the same yeah. down the left it's all right there but um yeah so the the knocko the knocko announcement thing was was very cool and it's it's awesome to have a company like that kind of recognizing that creators i don't know have a value in terms yeah. of in terms of what they can bring to a brand as an ambassador um and i'm hoping that it's it's the start of something long term with them so we've we've signed something for a year which is really nice so i'm going to be creating stuff as well as the video work that I do for them on top. So I'm just, it, oh, it's, it seems like I'm doing a lot of stuff with them now, which is, which is really nice. 
It's like it sounds like it's money for old rope. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, it's actually cool because it's something that I noticed. Like so, that was one of the original things that drew me to LSKD was that they were signing people like Vicky and um, mm. like Paddy Orr and like people who weren't necessarily obvious choices. Yeah. And they were like signing them on contracts, like to to work with them, but also like to support them. And I was like, that, that's actually pretty cool. Um, that yeah. it's not just like, right, who's the top five athletes in the world? Let's go after them. And then, okay, who's the next? We can't get them. Who's the next five or whatever? Like they actually seem to have an organic approach to who needs support. And then how can we support them? Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And you're, are you with them as well? With LSKD. So I'm not on a contract as such with them. I'm part of what's called their creator team. So they have a, a handful of people all around the world who are creators, videographers, and photographers who... So if someone's support. doing something in Europe, they'd be like, right, get Sean. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. that. Um, and then they support they support with, with uh, clothes. And if you have ideas for things to go and shoot for them, you can present it to them and they might bite your hand off and go, yeah, go shoot that and give you a budget. Um, it's, it's a really cool initiative and it's, it's kind of a similar sort of thing, them showing support to, to the people who do the who make the content yeah that's good. yeah that's um great. in um, the video in the video there in the in your voiceover um your self-scripted voiceover which is like well, just shit to do um i felt um in that voiceover you said i, I haven't always been creative and yet the, i had to work hard to unlock it um, yeah what did you mean by that so my entire life so i come from a, a family of of artists well my 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 mum my aunt my older brother um have all made a living or made a living out of being artists so paintings my younger brother from a very young age was making videos and and very creative and arty as well and i would draw you know like when you do that thing of drawing a horse and it doesn't look anything like a horse and it's like yeah. a that's that's me so I was like, I can't draw. I haven't got any skills. I wasn't really even interested in photography or videography. And then suddenly I found myself, I don't know, I needed to edit some things because when Instagram started kicking off, I was trying to get into figuring it out. And I found myself sitting with an edit for like six hours and just editing it and looking up and not going to the bathroom and not getting a drink and not really, really realizing any time had gone by at all. And something clicked where I was then like, oh, this, this is my thing. This is like the flow state that people talk about where you can just do something and time stands still. And I loved it. And then from then on, I just kept trying to work on that and get better and better and better. And to an extent, the voiceover is just something I wrote because it sounded cool, but it is very true. Like, if, if that makes sense. I, ha I do work at it very hard and I'm, I'm very much obsessed with getting better at what I do. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm working on things in particular. It's, mm -hmm. It was more it's a cool opening line for the video. It was hy uh, hyperbolic, is that what you call it? It was like an exaggeration for emphasis. Yes, I would yeah, say yeah. that. I don't know what that word means, but yes. Good. I just told you what it means. Um, <laughs> um, how, did you, how did you find um, like listening back, to your, recording yourself, listening back to yourself? Because you, you're constantly um like your whole shtick is like showing other people telling other people's story like that kind of stuff so was it like um was there any party that didn't want to do this that wanted like that wanted to totally hand the reins over to someone else 
um sorry i had the knuckles over to someone else <laughs> or was there uh, <laughs> was there was there a part of you uh who just didn't want anything to do with it you know like were you uncomfortable being on this side of it and being listened to and like listening back to yourself i guess there were parts of the voiceover that i had to cut after after i'd recorded it because i listened to it back and i was like that's too cringe i can't say that definitely um how do you feel about your own voice I mean, I'm kind of used to it now. I've heard myself back enough that I don't totally hate I say it. on the on the rad videos on like say the Laura stuff, like I can hear you and I know it's you and I recognize your voice, but I'm sure there's other people who just hear like a muffled question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, oh that's Sean. But like I'm the same yeah. when I see when we're watching the open announcements, I'm like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio on um once upon a time in Hollywood, where he's like, "Oh," and like, but I'm like that with whenever Dalton walks on the screen, I'm like, "There he is." My wife's like, "I fucking get it, like get over it." Um, but like, yeah, I think I'm I'm used to hearing you, um, but I know that I know that some people absolutely fucking abhor listening to themselves. Like, they no, can't. I I definitely in the past have hated the sound of my own voice, but I think I've just learned to accept it. I think it's a it's a it's a sign of growing old. You learn to accept yeah. the, the imperfections in yourself. Yeah, I must still be pretty young because I still fucking hate it. Do you I ever can't... listen back to your podcast? No, I've never listened back to an episode. Um, I've never listened back. The only time I've actually listened back, those rad things I did for you, the voiceovers I did for you, um, and Tamang, um, they're the only times... <laughs> It doesn't sound as good when I say it out loud. It sounds good when I write it. Um, <laughs> they're the only they're the only things that I've listened back to because, you know, the, you know this like the, you know that kind of noise when you're talking. I was like, well, yeah. you're not going to want that in it. Or uh, so I was like, I have to go back and take all those bits out. And listening back to that, I was like, why was I asked to do this? I was like, fucking hell! Surely Morgan Freeman's knocking around. I mean, could... maybe, maybe you need like a um, like a muffler for your microphone. To stop you doing, to stop you getting those sounds, I don't know if that would stop it. If you had something in front of it, I have, I have a, what do you call it? A I think that guard. would cut out. It would cut out some of those sounds, probably. I have a spit guard. Is that what it's called? You know the little yeah. circle. I have one of those. I think um, that's exactly what that's for. No. Yeah, but it keep it. It kept slipping on the arm, whatever the oh. this is. I don't know. It kept like slipping off it, and then I'd hit off it, and then it make it makes this noise like. Whenever you touch anything, so I just like the less stuff that's knocking around is the better. Um, but, you know, um, with this coming back to like the sound of your voice, it's the same as when people take photos of you and you go, Oh, I hate the way I look. And I just go to people, like That's the way you look. <laughs> so you just hate yourself, <laughs> yeah. So just, you know what I mean? When you look at a photo and you go, Oh, that's horrible. And you go, And when if you look at any book, like a photo of another, like somebody else, unless like I don't know, they've got slobber coming down themselves or something, that's just the way they look. So yeah. you just need to learn to get over it. Have you seen, um, you know, there's a, there's a filter on TikTok and it's like, this filter shows you what are, what you really look or what you look like to other people. And like, they're looking at it, it's like their camera image and then it changes to like a mirror image. So like, you know, the, the image that you'd see if you look in the mirror, except mm -hmm. the stuff isn't flipped, if you know what I mean. So your left eye is still on the left or whatever. But like the people looking at it are like, what? And like, they do look slightly different, but also it's like, 
have they only ever seen themselves on their own phone screen? Like, have they never <laughs> seen it? Like, if they had looked in the mirror once in their life, they'd be like, yes, this is exactly what I expected myself to look like from this angle. But when the phone changes, they're like, oh, like they nearly drop the phone in shock at how they look. And all the comments are like, dude, look in the mirror. <laughs> like, there are other ways to view yourself. Um, but yeah, that's good. That's cool, though. I liked, I liked that little knock um campaign. Um, what about being the subject of it? And like, not, um, like not following something. So I guess when you're following like Laura around in Madrid, or you, you know, you've got like she's kind of, um, and I'm not saying that you're not any of these things, but she's like she's entertaining and she's kind of witty and she's, um, she's, uh, she's kind of like I don't know how to describe it. She's kind of a. She, I imagine she's like a play. It's a pleasure to tell her story because she shows so little of herself that like everything you show people are like oh wow i had no idea that blah 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 because like she's quite guarded with what she actually posts herself um whereas like when you're doing that for yourself is it a bit weird to like did you rewrite this like 10 times did you come up with 10 different ideas did you you say like oh no that shit i need to do it differently or whatever because i guess again when you're telling someone else's story there's an aspect of it that tells itself um and you're just kind of fly on the walling rather than like directing things and saying oh now we need to make this happen whereas when you're telling your own story it's like that thing of where you're typing a caption on instagram and you like start typing it and you're like no, no i'll change that and you go back and change it overthink it was there any aspect of a do, doing it for yourself made it like more stressful um i was i was really excited about the idea of like having the freedom just to go and make whatever i wanted to make which is really nice and knowing that i could put as much effort into it as I needed to make it something I would be proud of. So the 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 voiceover I think I wrote one, I wrote one, and then maybe changed it a day later. Very slightly changed it, um, but I kind of knew what I wanted to say because as soon as soon as I knew this was happening, I guess the ideas just started coming yeah. in my head, um, and I knew that I wanted to make something that I know that other people wouldn't have been able to make if that makes sense so we went out and shot that for like 12 hours getting sunrise and sunset and when i do show, shoots with a lot of people we're limited in time so we can only get like two or three hours maybe um so for me it was i wasn't scared about being the subject it was more excited about being able to go and make something that i knew would be cool and being yeah. able to put the skills that i have um and and the things that i do for other people to be able to do that for myself i was yeah i was uh i was excited is it frustrating then when you are working with a brand um or an athlete or whatever and they have a really specific idea themselves of what they want to do and you're like no like that's not gonna <laughs> like how no, much pu- how much no. pushback do you give luckily the brand all the brands that i work with I have really good relationships with so if they say something to me and I'm like inside going, oh, that's a bit naff. I'll just tell them straight away. I don't think that's a good idea. Or I'll give them alternative or suggest a way that we might be able to do it better. Um, but lots of the time we are limited to the location because we don't want to take too much of people's times, especially mm-hmm. when they are, I mean, if they're like CrossFit athletes, then we're not going to take them away from what it is that they're doing because they spend so much of the time training. So you're just trying to accommodate them as best as possible to make sure you get what you need for the client 
and so they're happy with what's been delivered but also allowing them just to continue with their day without impacting them too much or their training um there are times where it's like a rest day or for, for if you're working with people who don't have like such strict training you can do go and do other things but at the same time it's very rare that you get somebody for a whole day and and can take up like all of their day just trying to make a 30 second video just because it wouldn't be convenient for them um you've so you've done like say longer form stuff with like the rad tapes and the iceland the reykjavik uh, like annie's youtube um documentaries and stuff last year um yeah. uh which brendan leeson um narrated according to according to someone in the comments it's actually yeah. me but whatever um <laughs> you're not better about that no no it's fine it's totally fine. Anything like, but anyway. um so you've done that kind of stuff and then i guess your bread and butter or your day-to-day uh stuff is like reels quick little videos quick like yeah. i guess call them like hype reels like there seems to be is it fair to say that there's like three types of uh, videography three types of media around crossfit like one is like the hype reels the like slow motion good song choice you know muscle ups or snatches or whatever uh one is like that longer form uh bts like behind the scenes like oh wow i had no idea that person was that funny kind of stuff and then the other is like the super serious um like when i started competing in like 2014 i didn't read like the sit down talking head thing is there like are you do you ever feel like you're kind of stuck or like that it's hard to be different without being too like without going like obviously you want to reinvent things you want to try and like keep things fresh then if you go so odd that people are like what the fuck was that like you know there's a, there's a formula there's a reason that those three formulas work i guess do you ever find it frustrating that you're a bit limited to within those confines in the sport there's definitely things that work on social media and that get engagement which are those kind of slow-mo clips of people working out especially in crossfit they like like you said that's definitely one aspect of it um and I do, I think that like the brand stuff generally is like that more serious kind of deep voiceover style stuff, which I don't know why brands always want to do that because it's not particularly authentic. I guess like with influencer marketing and that type of stuff, it, they've kind of moved away from that a bit now. But what do you, what do you think about that type of stuff? Does it like get you going? Give me, going. give me, give me an example. Like what, like what? Um, um, are you talking about the the where is that classic like deep American voice saying like consistency, yeah. um, focus, determination? Yeah, the, doesn't um, come easy. Yeah, all that type of stuff. No, that's like I'm not double tapping. Why? Why are you double tapping on? I like. Um, um, have you seen like Truth Films? Oh, let's see if I can yeah. find. Oh, he's fucking banned the video that I want to show you is banned in Ireland. Um, he did one, Fakowski shared it. That's how I found him. Fakowski shared it after Miami. Oh, fuck. One of my kids is awake. Go on. I'll wait. Yeah, you're going to have to wait. I'll be back in two minutes. That's all right. Take your time. Coffee wards and pods. Pods and wards. Pods, wards. 
This is how Boz must have felt when he was waiting as well. What's up? I've been waiting for you. Look at this bullshit. My level of professionalism is unmatched. You run a podcast with two kids when your wife goes to shop. And you see how you get on, Corey. Prick. Um, Corey. Corey Leonard. Um, he's only joking, I hope. Um, sorry, we're this is our first night without... You'd call them nappies. The Americans would call them diapers in bed. So Diapers? We didn't give her a drink going to bed. So that's what we're on her. She was like, I'm thirsty. And I was like, well, if you piss your pants. <laughs> I didn't say that to her. I thought it, but I didn't say that. Um, what did you I just said, I, I thought I thought we said we weren't having a drink tonight in case you went to bed. <laughs> and then she was like, I was like, right, I'll go and get you a drink. So I'm actually surprised I'm not more out of breath. That was, I ran upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. Wow. All that CrossFit paying off. Yeah, all that lack of training. Um, what were we talking about? Um, oh, the, the what type of videos? Yeah, truth films, right? So, um, I get his page up, and other people can go and look at him then if they want. But he he put up a video, and Brent Fogowski shared it, and that's how I found him. Um, and he's really good, and like I think the reason I like him, and it's the, re- the same reason I like you, same reason I like uh, Michael Dalton for his stuff is it's different and it caught my attention and maybe think like oh fuck he has the video there he must have got it um he must have got it like unbanned or something yeah Hang on. let me do this so this video oh fuck it my professionalism is unmatched <laughs> this is why i need a producer we're all learning it's okay you is, should have a produ- you should have a producer though. You should have someone helping. Uh, yeah, but sure you can't. Um, Just a matter of time. You can't ask people to do things for free. Share screen. Isn't that what you make a living? Well, not make a living. Isn't that your hobby? This whole thing, getting people to do things for free. What did John sing in the comment? The favors guy. Um, <laughs> so this. This is like a lot of things to eat. seen that no i haven't it's, it's nice though oh um, it's it's such a good song choice like it's yeah. so random like makes no sense, is, it makes no sense picking that song no that's i, I would say like 90 percent of the battle is finding the song because once you find the song the edit becomes easy yeah you find something you're vibing to and and the rest kind of just happens um that's truth truth underscore films if anyone wants to see that and then here's another one i like uh kieran watts he I actually, I'd love to know, I can't remember how many followers he had before Miami, but my God. 3,000? Like, absolutely blew up. I'm pretty sure, he'll probably correct me, but I really don't think he had over 10,000. No, I think he had like 3,000. Yeah. Um, And then, like, this kind of stuff started happening where Fukowski was in with him. 
on post. Yeah. Like his stuff is really good. Yeah, that co- that collab thing's been very good for for creators. Um, I yeah. mean, it's good for it's good for athletes. It's good for creators. It means that they get content. Um, is there, is, there, is there an aspect of that like where uh, you go to an event and you're like, right, I have to work with this person, this person, this person, um, but I also want to get pictures of uh, Tia because that will boost my own personal. Do you know what I mean? Like, is like, do you ever feel pressured? Like when you go to say, if you go to semifinals now this year, will you be like, all right, I'm here to work for uh, like Rad with Laura. I need to get some stuff for Laura. And I need to get some stuff of who might qualify, like Amy Pringle for Knocko. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to get some stuff for Vicky Smith for Knocko or whatever, right? Um, but then is there part of you as well that's like, oh, and such and such a person is there. They're very popular on Instagram. If I get some stuff of them, that will boost my own personal brand. Or do you just solely focus on what you are like, who's who's like sending you there? Do you know what I mean? I think that the, for me, the main focus is getting getting my job done. Like whoever's hired me to be there, that's mm. that. Ninety five percent of my focus is on that. There definitely has been a time for me where I've thought about personal growth, and I've kind of moved away from trying to think like that now. Um, is that just like it's a slippery slope kind of thing? I think that I get I now get more enjoyment from shooting the people I've got to know through through working with them. Hmm. And and it's yeah, there definitely are some people out there that you know that if you post you definitely get a whole load of followers. Um but then at the same time maybe those followers aren't the type of people you want to be following your page anyway. Like it's it's happened to me fairly recently with with a couple of posts that I that I put up that went quite big, and you end up with a bunch of followers that aren't really engaged in what you're doing. They've just followed you off that one post. If that makes sense, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I do think that having a following or that number does mean something to to some people and brands when they're when they're looking to hire. Oh, um, it definitely, it definitely matters. Yeah, definitely matters. But it's not always. It doesn't always lead to engagement with everything that you do. If that makes sense. Yeah. What's sometimes your... they're, not the, sometimes they're not the right type of followers, but yeah, definitely. Like, there definitely are. There definitely was a time when I thought like that, and now I, I don't know. Maybe my mindset's changed slightly. Um. Fucking hell! One hundred five thousand views on that. Yeah, it's the um, most viewed piece of content on the knocker uk page ever that's crazy Nine hundred fifty-five thousand. yeah so some things like like try generally 9.8 million yeah so this is one of the ones we're talking about like sarah was one of the well she was the one of the first crossfit athletes that i ever worked with so for me like watching her compete and watching her be healthy is is very cool like trying to avoid the click baity stuff yeah. is sometimes difficult when you know you have it but at the same time you do want to shout about the people who have helped you progress your career if that makes sense yeah and people people like sarah like she was great at the very start i did a lot of work with her with wit um which was definitely like the springboard for everything i'm doing now yeah um that that alongside like the tip, like 
I was doing a lot of work with um with Turf Games and and Andy there's been great and that was def that was a platform for for the whole thing really and I'm still yeah. doing a lot of work with them. <laughs> Is there a do you did you know though um you were saying there that you had those um maybe you felt pressure to show certain things or to you know like to grow your page and that kind of stuff. Did yeah. that come with like an aesthetic? Like, did you want your page to look a, a certain way? Were you conscious of like, oh, I can only have top athletes on it. I can only have like famous people on it or whatever. Just because I noticed like say, like looking at your page, there's no, like now, say this is December last year, like November, December last year, I think I'm looking at um, yeah. up, to, up to now. And like, it seems very free. It seems like you're totally in control of it, that you're like, yeah, I don't care if it looks good, I'm putting up. Like, I mean, that has no business being there, but it's good <laughs> that it's there. Do you know what I mean? If this was a, like an ultra professional yeah. page, you wouldn't have stuff like that. Well, it's yeah, brilliant, it's brilliant that it's there. And the same type of stuff of me, like um, wake surfing and whatnot. Yeah. And James Newbury there jumping off the curb. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Like that one, that one just there, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's dumb. But I liked it, so I posted it, and I'm definitely moving more towards that. Where yeah. I I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but for my own personal enjoyment of Instagram, I want to be able to post whatever I want and not really care about it. Um, and I, I'm I'm enjoying it more that way. And well, I think the, the more people fun. the more people buy into your personal brand, the more freedom you'll have, and the more the more like like I I kind of feel like you're probably one of um for people who know you i guess or for athletes who are familiar with you you're one of the most respected um people out there because you can see like when these um girls i thought they were going to be at the beginning of that video to be honest but when those like they were so giving towards you during that yeah so there's just they're just in their photos so if you go back to the photos there's like three photos of them when and when once you do start to build relationships with people um you do end up getting much better content because yeah. i was staying so that's the yeah that's the real again i think it's a few days before that maybe Don't know. um there's where is it yeah so it's the it's the one just below that the yeah. photos um well, like that and you had like the like jamie was dancing was she she was dancing to you in that like uh i don't i don't think she was dancing to me i think she was just having a good time to be fair but i was staying with them during that event so we were staying in the airbnb together so like there's definitely, I there's definitely a, have a, good, a good relationship with that lot there's mike halpin there in the background oh he's he's um a very intelligent man crazy intelligent uh, very handsome. I was kind of struck by how handsome he was when I met him. I was like, oh, he's handsome as well. That's great. Um, <laughs> good frame. <laughs> the prick. Um, so, yeah, I, the the thing, the thing I think is the same with, you can see it with Mike. Um, like, you guys are my are two of my kind of, what do you call it, like reference points or touch points in the media side of things where I see how people are with you and I see how people are with him of, like, there's a, there comes a certain point where there's a total relaxation of like, like I can see that Laura's herself when she has a camera in front of her once you're behind the camera. Um, and the same with him, I can see, like he put up a picture last week or, or after thing of, he was interviewing someone and like both of them were laughing 
and like that'll probably never make it into any edit but like it's important for the subject that they feel relaxed enough to let their guard down that much um is it hard when you're doing that kind of stuff when you're trying to get to know someone and you're trying to do it but like they're obviously aware that like oh this is all being recorded like is it your job to kind of make them forget that and to make them relax and to trust you enough that like you're not going to make it tit out of them like that you'll you'll show the best yeah i think that um there's a lot that goes on when the camera is put down and pointed the other direction to make people feel comfortable um, when you're first trying to get to know them. Um, and it's definitely about helping them to understand that. Well, my job, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, not a reporter. I'm not there to make them look bad in any way. Like my mm. job is to make them look like superheroes that they are and, and to help build their profile and to show them in the best light possible. So I think once they start to understand that and you're not there to try to to make them look bad in any way, it's much easier for the guard to go down. And especially after you've worked with people a couple of times and they've been able to see the response to the work that you've put out. Um, don't make, <laughs> don't it make it weird. That's just expert advice from Corey in uh, CrossFit Media. <laughs> don't make it weird. Yeah. Uh, can you remember the first person that you went to? Did you go to like people in your own gym? Or can you remember, was there a person that you were like, holy shit, I'm going to record such and such a person? I was very excited the first time I went to rock. Um, work with um jamie and elliot simmons when they moved back to the uk um because i was in wales i got the task of going to record some stuff for them um yeah i was i was very excited and also quite nervous because i hadn't up until that point i hadn't worked with any like elite level crossfit athletes so i didn't really did you know did you know them, them though no no i'd never met them before i just showed up to dragon athletic in cardiff um and we had to shoot a bunch of stuff so i had to bunch, shoot and train and then we were doing a bunch of interviews um and yeah it was a uh, i wouldn't say it was not terrifying but it was definitely an experience um just because i'd, I'd never witnessed elite level crossfit athletes kind of training in real life and seeing what how busy their schedule was without mm. and trying to not tread on the toes but also get the content i needed um it was a uh, yeah it was it was the first time that i probably felt nervous going to do a shoot yeah that was like not recently but it was relatively recently wasn't it? that was like 2021 winter was it three hmm yeah maybe maybe 20 it was the first um they moved in the first just before the first lockdown was it or i can't remember oh, okay maybe it's longer ago than i thought yeah i think maybe three or four years ago um because you've quite a good relationship with them now like obviously if you were living with jamie and in miami and stuff yeah i've got um they came they came to stay in the summer um jamie and elliot and i catch up with with elliot quite regularly mm -hmm. you definitely do i've been lucky to become friends with a lot of people that i work with i guess having similar like I enjoy the sport of CrossFit as well as filming it. So I guess mm. there's like some crossover there in terms of personality types. Um, and we do seem just to get on quite well. Same with, um, same with Laura and, and Gabby and Christoph and all of that bunch there. They're all super lovely and have good relationships with all of them. Um, when did you start doing CrossFit? I... Oh, did that come first? Did you start doing it and then start like 
creating content or recreating yeah. content in a certain CrossFit? I think there was a there was crossover where I was doing CrossFit without really realizing I was doing CrossFit. Does that make okay. sense? So yeah. doing like a I've always done like a wide range of different sports and and types of exercise, swimming, uh running, like standard globo gym stuff, football, surfing, skating. Like I've always done a lot of stuff. Um and maybe it probably isn't like last couple of years I've really started actually going to a CrossFit gym. And and even maybe up until this year going to a CrossFit gym regularly. And um, before that I was kind of just doing my own thing. Mm. Training in like a CrossFit style, um, doing like wads and a bit of strength training. But it's only now that I've really got into it. Like um on Friday was the first time I've ever had a judged open workout. Which was fun. Wow. Yeah. What did you do for the first open workout? The week before? Uh, no, I just had somebody in the gym like watch me do it. Like they were I I did it, but um but it wasn't like I didn't have somebody with a clipboard standing over me if that makes sense. Wow, okay. What was that like? Were you like, uh, Oh my god, I've made it? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to the games. I, I had a target, so the You did it quite the, well. You got you you got a, a high number and then a heavy thruster as well. I didn't get a heavy thruster. I got what I got one four nine and a seventy five thruster, but I knew that would be the case. Oh yeah, um, I I um I did a, I did seventy kilo thruster, which is what was that like one hundred and fifty pounds, ish somewhere I'm not sure. Um, I I assume you're the same as me where you were like, I've literally have no idea. <laughs> like I maybe I could maybe I can do a thruster with three hundred kilos. I don't know. I've never tried. <laughs> like maybe I'll stop at fifty. I don't know. I've never tried. Um, yeah. I I did a bit of a warm up and I got to I got to seventy and I was like, oh, 70 feels good. I'll just stop there and then uh, and then just start loading the bar afterwards. Um, but I was. Well, you did I your never... op- you did you do your opening one at seventy? I did my opening one at sixty, then okay. one at seventy, one at seventy five, then I missed one at eighty. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did my opening one, so I I was warming up. I just like did like a couple of hand cleans, a couple of strict presses or whatever. I don't really do warm ups. Um, and the girl that was judging me said like, what weights do you think you do for this thruster? And I was like, I've literally no idea, like no clue. I haven't done even an open weight thruster for like, since the open last year, I haven't done a pull up since the open last year. Like this could be a shit show. Um, so I was like, I'll just start at 40 and I'll just see what happens. And then, uh, she's like, well, what are you aiming for? And I was like, I'm like, I might get 70. And she's like, well, do you want to warm up to 70? And I was like, nah i'll just do i'll just do one and 40 and then i'll just see what happens so i like when the workout when the first part was over i did like started the thrusters i did like 40 50 60 70 and then i was like okay i'll go 80 like fuck it'll be fine so i like power cleaned 80 started going down in a front squat and i was like i know exactly what's going to happen when i get this front squat i'm just going to do that slow fall forwards so I just dropped the bar. I was like, no, I'm done. And I like, I am pretty pissed off. I didn't do 75. Then I jumped straight. I was like, it was a pretty, see, that's the way I'm used to training at home is if I'm doing bench, I go like, you know, like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Or if I'm doing back squat, I go like 40, 50, 60, 70. I just jump up in tens because all my yeah. plates are like fives or tens. Um, So I guess I've just been conditioned by that. But my, my 75 was painfully slow. It felt like it just went on forever. Just like, <laughs> oh. It was, really, it was actually a really cool moment because I had gone on 
like in the last second. So the whole gym was watching and cheering, and it was it was really nice. Like I got a CrossFit Pembrokeshire, and they're a, they're a great bunch. You really, really gotta love that or hate it that like everybody watching and. Uh, I mean, I didn't really realize what was going on because I, mo- I couldn't see very well from that point from the the you first blacked part. Out, the you blacked out halfway through the standing <laughs> up your squat. And the four the, that took up four of your five minutes was that last yeah. right standing it up. Um, well, I'm, just, I'm just super like the reason I probably haven't done comp. Well, not the reason I haven't done competitions. The reason I haven't done that type of stuff is because I'm I'm not good enough yet. But I know from doing like running competitions and athletics growing up, that feeling of needing to win and needing to win so bad that it like you push way past the limit that you'd be comfortable in training if that makes sense mm. and i hate that feeling it's horrible and i that kind of happened when i was doing the the first part of the open workout i knew what the target was and i went one rep past the target because that was what the person before me did here that was the best score yeah. in the gym at the time and that feeling of like in competition of pushing harder it's just Oh, it's, it's dark yeah i think obviously the people you know the the mutual association or mutual associates we have of like can and those kind of people that they obviously thrive in that that like uh red zone they love it whereas yeah i never go near it <laughs> i'm just like no it's fine i'll just take two reps <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy with that um i saw loads of people walk did you see hiller put out a video saying like you should walk the shuttle runs and like loads of people redid their workout and got better by walking like power walking. yeah i want to try it again and maybe run up until the 15s or maybe up until the 20s so keep running and then once you finish the the 15 burpees then start walking for the 20s because i just felt myself i wonder wonder would you walk i wonder would you walk too slowly though if you start walking during the workout whereas if you start walking at the start would you just stick to that pace? Do you know what I mean? Like if you start running and then start walking, would you walk slower than if you just walked all the way through? Because he did, know. he, he, uh, Taylor Self timed one of his walks. He walked one towards the end. He's, he did what you were doing where he was like, oh, I ran and then I walked. And his walk was 128 and Roman's slowest run was 126. So he was like, I was two seconds slower and I recovered a lot more by walking. So then that was where Hitler got the idea of walking, I think and then told people to walk i just said oh maybe you should walk and then like look he put up loads of stories today of people like got four more reps got 10 more reps got like six more reps and they walked from the beginning like power you know that like hips like arse shaking like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, like ankle weights, <laughs> the ankle weights <laughs> um but yeah i thought that was cool um so you you you're kind of a recent ish convert then um so do you do you ever train around the elite people that you follow with your camera um most recently josie and i did a workout with gabby and christoph where me and josie were a pair and they were a pair that's like slightly uneven they they buried us and we did maybe we did five or six less cows on the rower per round and four less burpees per round. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely humbling to see how bad I am. <laughs> yeah, it's just how good they are. To be honest. It's not like, even, yeah. I don't think it's any reflection on you. Um, but I think if I, I'm, I kind of think um, if I trained or did a workout with someone at that level, I think I'd waste so much time just apologizing. <laughs> 
this is or like make it just being like this i've two kids and like things just aren't going well with training sorry <laughs> maybe you should maybe i'll just do the rest of this outside i'll do the rest of this behind that wall and you can just train normally um yeah i think I that know. i think that most um most pros would be happy to help though if you ask them to to look at something or to watch something or to give tips and guidance they're usually quite happy just to, to oh help. they're insanely accommodating mm. like the amount of times i'll put something up something arbitrary and i'll get a reply from like fucking royce dunn or someone saying have you tried doing this yeah it's like no royce because then if i do that my excuse is gone <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't fix the problems. I need to just leave them and then live with them and that's one it. of the one of the biggest things that um Yami Tikkanen told me he's the the training, training plan. Man, yeah. And he I was doing um toaster bar and looking at the bar and he was like, What happens if you just look at the ground like uh ten feet in front of you? And I did it and it was like I don't know, ten times easier to do toaster bar. Just because you're you're then engaging your lats because you're not looking up oh, yeah, you're time. not like leaning back but, yeah, yeah. You then use your lats and it's just those like small little things that you get every time you 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 get the opportunity to hang out with those type of people that, that make you better yeah very That's impressive actually cool yeah wow so maybe when i was doing my single toes to bar 23.1 i should have been looking down and yeah and you're there staring up at it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you're just you're constantly loosening your lats by looking up at the bar from the ground um <laughs> When you're, um, it, it, we kind of touched on it there earlier on about the, the different, um, the different types of, of uh, media, you know, like the long form stuff and the reels and that kind of stuff. Um, do you find it easy to kind of flip between them? Like, do you find it like, are those kind of hype reels and stuff? Is that like so passe for you now? Like, do you, do you, is it a lot easier for you to make those? Like, can you kind of do them in your sleep? Um, because you do them I, so regularly. I think that I just get a lot more enjoyment out of storytelling um, and making things that maybe are slightly more meaningful. The hype videos are, are very cool and they've definitely got a purpose, hmm. but people watch them once and they're kind of forgotten about. Whereas I want to be making things that kind of tell someone's story or show them off in a way that maybe people haven't seen before, such as kind of what we do with the, the rad tapes and that type of stuff. It's, it's having the the chance to let people get to know people who maybe are slightly shyer until until you kind of get that relationship with them um, um i was asking you before uh like in like november or like october i was telling you that i was going to miami and i and uh i say like oh, are you going you're like oh I'm st i still don't know whatever is there still that level of uncertainty now like is it still can you not command that kind of um industry respect to be like i know that i'm going to every event if i want to go i can go all i have to do is say like hey i'm going to miami or like is it is the is the sport and the kind of money around the sport kind of tightly guarded or are people less willing say if it was like basketball or something they might be more willing to part with it um but like in crossfit do you find it um maybe the fact that the sport isn't incredibly professionalized yet does that make it harder for people like you to plan ahead and to say oh i'll definitely be at semi-finals because like next year there might not be a semi-finals or oh i'll definitely be at Wadapalooza because 
maybe a brand just won't value it as much as they did last year or whatever. I mean, I definitely, I would never say that I was in a position to like command, command respect or anything like that. I definitely have a lot of imposter syndrome around the whole thing and spend a lot of time by asking myself whether I am good enough to be kind of in the same room as lots of the other very good creators in the space. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's a, it comes down to money with the sport. It's more to do with which athletes are going to be there. And then the sponsors that I have good relationships with, are they going to be attending? Are they going to be doing an activation? Is there going to be any reason for them to need content? And lots of the time, they don't know until a bit closer to the event what exactly they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's lots of the time it comes down to um, who's sponsoring the event, and then that kind of dictates who gets media access. Because yeah. not everybody just gets access with a camera. Um, so, say, like semi finals this year, isn't it the case that, like, if you're not working with one of the partner brands of the games, you can't go on the floor or something, or you can't have a lens or something, is it? I, I don't know the exact rules yet, but I, I assume it will be something like that. And yeah. it'll be the sponsors of that particular event, because I think that that event, will, like the semifinals will have slightly different sponsors to the games. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. It's a, it's, it's a comp, yeah, it's very complicated. The way it all works. <laughs> my uh, my boy Josie's got that one that one tied up. He does a lot of work for them. Yeah, like yeah. Um, um, what about you? Are you going semi-finals? Yeah, I'm going to semi-finals and the games this year. What are you doing at semi-finals? Um, so fitter are my like my travel partner for the year. So they're covering. They're sending me to Berlin. And then to Miami. Yeah. And I have no concrete plan yet. <laughs> um, I'm going to, it'll be kind of similar to last year, I think, but more lighthearted. So I think yeah. I'll do less, um, less time sensitive questions with people. Because last year I did like some stuff at semifinals, but it was very like, how was that workout? And, you know, like that kind of way. And then it was like, an hour later it was irrelevant <laughs> like no one gave a shit anymore because there was another workout and you know like that person was ahead or behind yeah. or whatever um so i think i might do more like stupid stuff um like i did that uh mr and mrs thing in miami with can and james or about can and james because i didn't have time to do it with them um so i might do more stuff like that but to a higher standard or a higher quality um do you know like do you know will brandstetter he no. does um so he does, you know, self-made uh, training program, uh, Taylor Self's coaching platform. Um, let's see if I can find. So he does, he used to work on Savant's show um, and he finished up and went to Taylor Self, like basically brought him on. So he runs their Instagram and their like brand management basically. So he's doing all like their videos and stuff. 
Very cool. Uh, to try and build a brand on that. And I just actually just by total coincidence. He set up will be creating will brand set or creating things. Um so yeah, he's like he he works with Microsoft, I think, and he's very like tech savvy. Um, but he's a good guy, like I regularly message him saying, like, oh, what do you think of this? And he'll say, like, it's shit or change that or whatever. What in terms of like content you're making? Yeah, like I'm I I'm you're actually the first recipient of my new artwork for episodes. It's very nice. I was very impressed. Um yeah, so it's it'll be a big change now. How how are you making that? Canva. Oh yeah? It's quite impressive, yeah. Canva, isn't it? Yeah, and I didn't make that logo. Uh Shiz Graphics made that logo. Yeah, um, the new one. Yeah, I didn't make that. Very Michael Dalton made my old one. Did he? Legend. Uh, what, the one on the wall behind you? Yeah. He, oh fuck, am I gonna have to change that as well? <laughs> um but he made that one. Um for t-shirts and then I kind of messed around with that a lot and then I kind of wanted to do like Miami colors and stuff so that's where all this pink and blue and stuff came from and then Shiz Graphics did that uh, new one and then now so I have a new artwork like background of the Instagram post so you're going to be the first person that gets that tomorrow so that's cool someone just asked me where's my air bike gone it's usually an assault bike blocking that radiator making it look less shit um but it's in the living room because my wife wanted to train and I wanted to do this so I wheeled it into the living room for her though I haven't heard it going yet so I obviously waited in there for nothing. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, your own stuff. So like you're you're working with brands and, um, you know, you obviously have aspirations with you want to keep working with Knocko and you want to keep working with LSKD and the brands that you admire, the athletes that you admire. Um, but you've mentioned a couple of times like storytelling and that kind of stuff. Are you Are you going to try and do your own thing in tandem with doing that stuff? Like have you any plans for like, have you an athlete that you want to follow on your own, say for a year? Like, or is it, is it too difficult to do that? Like financially, is it too difficult to back yourself that much? There are some really interesting stories that I want to tell. Um, I don't think that it would mean needing to be with people for like an entire year. So I think that it would be possible to do it at the same time as doing brand work. Mm. It's just, it's just finding those stories. I've got, I've got a couple in mind at the moment um, that I there's one definitely that I'm going to do this year um, with a with a lady called at Spazzy Jewels. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. She is the she's a lady that has early onset Parkinson's really interesting story. Um, so we're going to make something cool this year. Um, but I do think that I do think that I have aspirations to do things on my own and then hopefully similar, I guess, to how the podcast works is you get brands to support it um, or to want to be a part of it in some way without, I guess, it's more about finding something that I want to make and then approaching brands with the idea. Um, but I do, I do think that there is something very nice in moving away eventually from doing all work for brands to doing my own work that is supported by brands, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, where then you have the freedom to to create and to make rather than kind of being dictated to by a brief. Uh, do you think that would that also involve moving away from CrossFit or within CrossFit? I'm, there's some really interesting stories to tell in CrossFit, but the the idea of telling story, I don't think for me, means it necessarily needs to be in CrossFit. I'm willing to 
to get involved in any stories that, that I think are cool or, or that I think should be told potentially. Mm. But it's kind of a whole, it's a whole other beast documentary storytelling. And it's just something that I'm, I'm learning at the moment and figuring out how to go about telling a story in a compelling way within an hour because there's a lot that goes into people's stories and to get all that information into an hour and an hour and a half is is difficult is it um you mentioned earlier on that your your phone battery was shit and you have to get a new phone um do you ever feel like like that it's inescapable or that like you know do you ever feel like kind of really tied to your work because i guess if it's at a like a laptop or a pc or whatever do people still use pcs if it's at a laptop or whatever in a room that's like that's the office or whatever that's where i do that you can walk away from it and stuff but when it's there on your phone and you can get like you can get premiere pro on your phone now you can get like you know stitch or all these different apps and stuff like is it does it feel like is there a constant pressure to be doing something like or that you might fall behind because like it's like the way the algorithm works now is like if you don't post something for a couple of days you'll dip or if you don't post at the right time or if you don't like you don't post something interesting enough or if you don't like oh will other people pass me out or will other people you know uh will i be able to keep up with everyone if i'm not constantly doing it like do you ever feel tied to it um uh i definitely when i first went self-employed not maybe not necessarily tied to my phone but i definitely felt a pressure on the days off to be hustling in some way to try yeah. to generate income and now i've learned to enjoy the days off and i suppose that's because i have a diary that is not necessarily filled to the end of the year but i've got stuff happening every month until the end of the year and it takes the pressure mm. off so you're able to to enjoy it um but there is definitely an aspect of seeing other creators posting stuff and then feeling pressure to go and do something yourself. So you are right. If you're, if you take a couple of days off or you don't fancy doing something for a few days and you see all these really talented, amazing people putting things on the internet that is getting a lot of engagement, you do feel like eventually you, you might lag behind. Mm. But then I suppose that comes down to trust and relationships that I have with the brands and, and knowing that we've got lots of stuff uh, planned in to work on in the future um it's it's more at competitions that the the imposter syndrome thing happens where you see lots of creators posting all this amazing stuff and i i generally leave those competitions feeling massively deflated and i come home being like well i'm i'm share this i shouldn't be doing this um because everyone else's stuff is so good and that's just because when you have something like what a palooza you have all of the best crossfit videographers and photographers in the world go to that event produce content and I look at all their stuff and go, I shouldn't be here. They're, they're, they're much better than me. Like my stuff is, is rubbish. Um, and I think that's where I feel the most pressure, maybe, to then try to, to get better. But I, I guess you need that little bit of pressure to, to continue learning and getting better and growing and developing. Because if you don't have that on you, it's easy to become complacent. Yeah, you just stagnate, I guess. Maybe not to the level that you're talking about. That sounds a bit crushing. It's, it's, it is quite, it's quite, um, I don't know. If, it, it's very deflating. It is very yeah. deflating. You just see, so, I think it's, it's partly to do with going and having not very much sleep for a few days. And then, yeah. and, an, and like, it's an anticlimax when it's over. You're obviously going to yeah. dip. Yeah. But yeah, it, 
you're seeing the the best creators are then CrossFit putting stuff out and then comparing it to yourself because it is directly comparable because you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Have you but ever put I, out a video a video of someone doing say like ring muscles or something and someone else has also put out a video of the same person doing the same thing from just a different angle at the same time? Uh, that would be that would be hard to stomach to be like and post and then like refresh your feed and see like oh fuck they're just at the other 45 degree angle that i was at yeah no i i i mean it, it probably does happen I've, I've never seen it i'm not yeah. i'm not too fussed about like those individual little clips that people just put out for fun it's more of the the, the brand work that matters and, and looking at the stuff that other brands are posting and knowing who made it um and then comparing that to the work that that I've done or to other people have done. Um, and hopefully everybody feels the same because I guess it's like, it's an art form, right? So it's um, subjective. Yeah. Well, I do think that if someone thinks they're the best, there's exceptions to this. Like there's a, there's a certain type of person that needs the arrogance and that can hold the arrogance, like, and that can, you know, that, that it's, it's their swagger and it's the way they do things. Like Savannah is bringing to mind of like someone who genuinely believes that they're the best at what they do. And like, probably is like you know it's probably up there anyway not to everyone's taste but like probably is the best at this um so is like yeah i'll accept him saying it but there's other people who do this that talk a big talk and do fuck all and you're like come on like go on like you. name names have, name and shame <laughs> but it's like have a little bit of humility about what you're doing like you know have a little bit of like oh maybe it's actually not that good but then you wonder how much of it is bravado and how much of it is like they know they're not that good but it's the say it enough maybe everyone else would leave it um but there are a few videographers and photographers and stuff where you think like wow they're arrogant but like yeah fuck they can back it up like it's that they're actually doing pretty good stuff um everyone i think most people are pretty humble yeah most people are are quite humble and and one thing that i've definitely found from from the the crossfit like videography photography community is that people are willing to to answer questions and support if I have questions and I reach out to people, I'll get answers straight away and they'll tell me exactly how they've done things and what they're using mm. and, and, and give me um, advice. <laughs> like I'm immediately thinking of me asking you, uh, what's a good camera to get for a video? And you're like, well, what's your budget? Uh, under a thousand, under three thousand, under five thousand, under a thousand, under a thousand, definitely <laughs> under a thousand. <laughs> Sorry, I, ha- I haven't actually got back to you on that. Um, no, there's no, there's no rush on it. That wasn't a dig. Um, I think just but, upgrade your phone. Yeah, that's my first job I do. Um, so yeah, what what's what's the next twelve months uh, looking like then? So we'll assume so. Turf games are are you going to that again? Yeah, so turf games are so they've got they've just done the London Winter event. Yeah. They've now got an event in London in the summer. Then they've got an event Gold Coast Australia and then Dubai and a couple of other things on the horizon that haven't been announced yet for them. Um, Dublin, they're going to Dublin as well. Oh yeah, Dublin as well. Yeah, how could I forget Dublin? Sorry. Yeah, how could you forget Dublin when you're so, like, why are you so focused on Gold Coast and Dubai? Sorry, Dublin. <laughs> no, Dublin's <laughs> Dublin's right a over. It's a new addition. Um, um, so you get to go yeah. to all of those, then? Do you think? Yeah. So I, so I've been working with with TF Games. I've been doing all of their events basically for like the last three three years as well, um, and I also run make all the content that goes on their social media and run their social media for them as well. Um, oh, wow. so it's yeah, they're great. The, the Andy and Caroline, uh, who, um, 
I think they're the only owners. I might be wrong. I know. Mm. Yeah, they're the owners. They're the only owners, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, there are other people who've got who've had a big input on it, so I think they've got shares as well. But yeah, they're great. They um they kind of give me freedom just to make what I think is cool at the events, which is really nice. Um, and then when it comes down to to running the social stuff, we kind of have some things that we need to tick off for sponsors and and for advertising different events. But to an extent, again, they kind of just give me a little bit of freedom just to to make what I think is cool. So end up making like a lot of stupid memes that go on there <laughs> which is really fun as well as kind of the more polished stuff um so we've got all of that in i'm going to um budapest for quarterfinals um where gabby laura and christoph are all going to be doing their 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 quarterfinals um josie's heading over as well it should be a fun couple of days mm. What else is happening this year? Yeah, well, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to, to semi-finals or the games yet, but I would like to think that I will be. Um, it always seems to to come off in the end. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that the games are more likely than semi-finals, um, just because of the way that the media situation works, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, and then, I've, yeah, I've got a, a bunch of different storytelling stuff for, for other brands throughout the year, penciled in, so... I'm excited. It's uh it's the most excited I've been about work, I think, for for a long time. Just cuz the last couple of years have been more establishing years, trying to figure out where I'm at and mm. and the type of content that I want to make. And now I'm I'm kind of growing into where I think I should be and what and knowing what I'm capable of. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um I'm really happy for you because um well, you're a nice guy, but like we messaged a couple of times, like a long time ago, um, and I found you very personable, very like nice, and you know, I always like people to take time to actually reply and like engage in a conversation. And then we've had a few stupid conversations in since, you know, like stupid, just like nonsense, inane conversations. Um, but when we when we met, um. Like I was genuinely happy to meet you and I felt it was reciprocated, which is rare. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it is funny, like you're talking about these brands and like, I kind of like, I understand that you have the imposter syndrome and I understand that it can be difficult in your line of work when you're so reliant on your creativity and you're reliant on other people buying into, like buying what you're selling, I guess. But it's no coincidence that all the brands that are gravitating towards you are ones that are willing to give you the freedom to do whatever you think is right for them. Um, like it's, it doesn't surprise me at all that turf games are like, yeah, do whatever. Like it's your thing. And LSKD are like, yeah, it should just bring us whatever. And if we like it, we'll go for it. And you know, like John and knock are just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it's no surprise to me and rad and everything like the, a, I suppose the brands that you're associating yourself with are, are all of a very, um, like a cool vein, I guess. And then, it doesn't surprise me also that those brands are like, Hey, just do what, like, we trust you do whatever. So I think whatever aspect of, Oh, am I good at this should be dissipated by those kind of levels of trust. Um, and for, for whatever it's worth, I think you're one of the best that does it. Um, so I hope you keep doing it, but I'll, I'll let you go. Um, 
and enjoy your your evening so thanks for finally coming on and not being such a fraidy cat it's uh it's scary these is t- i've never been on a podcast before first oh. one pops oh look there's well have none of you told peter it's not picking up no i know it's not picking up my mic well and um, there's something wrong with it but it was either like cancel it or just go ahead i also spent about 15 minutes there talking about you and how good you are at what you do well so a little bit of humility when you're entering might be nice. <laughs> um no i know it's not working i'm sorry about the sound quality it's here and i can hear it but it's just not being picked up i've tried everything um so i'll have to work on that now and when this is gone um listen thanks john uh i hopefully see you at semi-finals or at the games or whatever enjoy all your turf games work and your trip to budapest and everything else and good luck thanks, with dude. the last open workout as well i appreciate it. keep doing what you're doing I'm crushing it i'm making a dent i'll keep making my little dent before Thank you.